0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and a regular guest, RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics.
1: Hey, hey RJ, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, you might hear me sniffle. I'm once again a little bit under the weather, the hazards of having a toddler in the house, but actually, you know, overall feeling pretty well-rested. We had a nice... Uh, Little vacation weekend. Um, I nice. I posted a picture of the the lobby of the hotel we were in uh, with the, the with the big Christmas tree, and it was it was nice and relaxing just to, to be away for a little bit. Was that in Florida or? Yeah, I was in Florida. It's um, uh, yeah, but it, you know, it just you don't you have to go that far sometimes, you know, when you feel like you are a million miles away. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just it was nice to have a little bit of quiet time just because next weekend my parents are down, and then they leave. They're here for for a handful of days, and then they leave, and then there's one day in between, and then Katie's parents are down, my wife's oh, okay. parents, and then they're down for a full week. And then there are a couple days, and then something else is happening for New Year's. Anyway, it's just, it gets crazy, so yeah. the next several weeks are pretty well booked up, so this is kind of some quiet time we got to have by ourselves. Nice.
0: How about you? Yeah, pretty uh, typical weekend with uh, some soccer and... Just running around doing errands and trying to do a little bit of biathlon work when I find a time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did uh, that. Uh, that thing that uh, Christian brought up—the mm-hmm. difference yes. between the number one and number two. Yes. And I was like, "Well, I put all the work in to get all the data sorted out and everything. I thought I might as well just make a interactive tool just for people to play around with. So, mm-hmm. so and it's it's really interesting because uh, there's some. Some workbooks that are have been used quite a lot, and then others where of which I would think you know that would be popular so to speak with people mm-hmm. they don't get used at all huh so it's yeah, it's interesting
1: to uh, to see the differences there uh, if you don't mind me asking which are the ones that haven't been used at all
0: Well, just looking at it now um, actually the the one I just sent out. I believe it was yesterday. The gap with number two there's only been nine views. Huh. But then the the win ex- expectancy index uh, that I did a while back has over yeah. thirteen thirteen hundred views. So <laughs> yeah, it varies a lot. So,
2: I'm, yeah, I'm not could, surprised that one is, uh, a,
0: is. I could Sorry. do better promoting it too, but uh, yeah, it's just. Uh, I'm just, I don't know, This the moments where I feel old with all the social media and then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to find a, you know, a, a social media reader or viewer or whatever where I can just see my Instagram and tweets and everything, but impossible to find, unless you're willing to, to pay 30 bucks a month or whatever, but, and then, I'm and I'm like, <laughs> I, I swear that I was able to do that in the past, but I think it was before Instagram was bought by Facebook and then Facebook apparently made it pretty much impossible but
1: uh well now facebook is uh, apparently working on something i think it's called instagram note uh to sort of challenge twitter a little bit too so
0: okay yeah are I'm we sure gonna get gonna twitter have... space soon you think i don't know no no new plans from uh elon
1: no, not that i've heard <laughs> he's just being weird i don't even want to touch on it he's just a strange a strange guy yeah yeah oh wow well. So, week two in the books. Week two in the books. Um, I, I Being on vacation, uh, I posted this online, but uh, I um, only saw two of the races live as they were happening, and that was the two sprint races. Um, I happened to be awake uh, during a couple of the other races, but mm-hmm. I would just periodically check the app. I came back to all of them later, so my my interpretation of the races might be different had, knowing the results already by the time I saw them. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a, it was an interesting week of, uh, of biathlon and certainly one that had a lot of people talking. Yeah. 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 And I, and I
0: shared that, uh, you know, low viewership. Um, I, 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 think I actually also saw both sprints, at least parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I, I mentioned to you on Saturday, <laughs> I woke up kind of in the middle of the night just to see the flower ceremony of the the men's race, and then I fell back asleep and saw the flower ceremony of the women's race. I did I did rewatch them, but yeah, it's it is different when you know the the result. And yeah, um, I tried really hard this morning to not see the the women's pursuit result. And then I actually I think it was you a notification of a tweet that you sent. I'm like, ah. it's it's pretty much impossible
1: not to because yeah, you still need
0: your computer to to watch it and then mm-hmm. yeah, yep. you get notification. But well, uh,
1: and, and and once you have once you know the results or you you know something that happened, you find at least for me, I find myself watching that particular person or looking for it and sort of ignoring other things that I might mm-hmm. have just naturally seen or naturally noticed. So it's it's like really hard to go back and focus on yeah, people that you I, know even aren't f- going to be important
0: feel that i'm sort of live calculating in my head as i'm watching because it's like you know well i know that they're coming in second so she must shoot clean and then the other must mm-hmm. be like yep. stuff like that so yeah, yeah it is yeah. different and the excitement is gone because you you kind of know yes what's going to happen in a, in a sense but yeah, it's nice well, that it's available because it, i remember from last year I think you had to wait for almost a day for the replay yeah. of the race to be on. And now it's, what, an hour later, two hours later?
1: So there yeah it's, yeah, it's very they've, quick.
0: They've done a really good job with that, I must say.
1: Um. So did you want to go through just some uh, top things that stood out to you, or did you want to go through each race and kind of mention things like that?
0: Yeah, we can... Um, yeah, like we said before, I, I don't think we need to go through the rankings and that kind of stuff. People can look yeah. that up, or they've probably watched it anyway. Uh, <laughs> or they can listen to other podcasts, I suppose. But um, yeah, some general things maybe that stood out was uh, I mm-hmm. was really surprised with the crowd mm-hmm. in Hochfields. And um, they were well clearly very uh, supportive of Germany, and it, it sounded like the majority Quite. of audience was, was German, but... I thought um uh Austria was more into biathlon than than at least what was demonstrated cuz it was like loud cheering for, you know, a German athlete and then Hauser would come in and it was like a handful of people <laughs> hey you know yeah, and it's, yeah it was weird I, I it really stood out to me and and especially um there was one race where uh Elvira Oberk came in first into the range and she started shooting and her first two shots it was like dead quiet and only when the germans started to shoot then they started cheering which is also kind of uncommon because i find you know most places they cheer for pretty much every athlete maybe not as loud but at least you, you hear some people where with ovira it was like you heard the shot and then
1: it was just that quiet it was really weird it was very strange. But, no, I uh, uh, I agree, and I think that in the past we have we've, there have been a couple of places in particular that we've noted because they were so loud for everybody, <laughs> and, right. uh And this just sort of it was just a it was an oddly pro German crowd. I agree. I expected Hauser would get just a, yeah, a tremendous response, especially coming off of the win last week, and I know you know yeah. wow. easily the best of the Austrian active by athletes but mm-hmm. it just wasn't really there um and i also thought that at least you see this in some other places just like like you mentioned elvira your your top level athletes regardless of where they are from are going to get big cheers and that just wasn't yeah yeah wasn't happening i don't know i i don't know maybe the the mics weren't Cued up as yeah, well. Who I don't knows. Know. Yeah, I do know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to think out loud.
0: Yeah, maybe it's just not as popular as I thought in Austria.
1: Yeah, you would think it would be very popular though. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say there was another thing as far as the uh, the uh, the broadcast was the uh, and maybe you're about to mention this as well, but just sort of the difficulty with the um, I don't know if the the target camera or the range camera keeping up with the shooting or yeah. not always being uh, on target. You had noted this in our in our word document, but I noticed it as well that it would be at least there were several times I noticed it was showing targets and a shooter who were definitely not the same. Um, right. And I was like, I I don't know what I'm seeing here. And I, I, it's early in the season. Maybe there are new people running the running the broadcast, but I don't know. Well, I it just...
0: seems really automated to me because in the past, you know, you would have a cameraman trying to swing with the shots, and now it's really like robotic almost the movement but i mean i remember seeing it on uh uh i think it was julia simone shooting and every time the camera got to the target it was already down and then it went to the next target it was already down. (laughs) it was already down. but she shot so so fast so i mean it's nice to trying it out because it i think it is really cool to see where they miss um so yeah, it's hopefully they uh, they can improve it over time and uh, get an even better, better view of it. But, but yeah, I've always because I don't know you, especially now with those those uh, remote controlled cameras or whatever you call them, you can basically put them right in front of the range.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And, and just then you know fire look them. up from the ground or uh, exactly right before right before
1: they go.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. No, I was going to say. Um, I noticed, and I know this happened in the past, and I know that. Um, oh, the guy's isca- name escapes me now. The uh, the male Italian guy that went training Hofer. with Sweden. Yeah, Lucas Hofer. He he's always been well, not always, but he's been quite innovative with how he puts his rifle back on. Yes, yeah. and I I I don't recall specifically seeing that when they come to the range usually you put your right hand on the barrel behind your head and then you lift it up and then wiggle your arm out and then put it in front of you and I saw a number of athletes who actually it seemed like they grabbed their left hand under the the shoulder piece of the stock hmm. and then moved it to the left and in front of them and then kind of swung it oh, around and, and I did, it's not like I you know, re-watched it five times so I just noticed yeah. it in, in passing but I just haven't I don't recall seeing that or at least not a lot but um I, I i think it's cool because you know in a in a sport where a lot of things have, have exactly stayed the same um yeah. you know you see these little things of innovation of of putting your rifle back on or taking it off just a uh, one or two seconds earlier or, or faster mm-hmm. getting in position faster and um you know there's a lot of focus on on shooting faster so it's uh it's cool to see and even like the you know a couple of years ago we started seeing some of those rings around the barrel for mm-hmm. additional weight mm-hmm. And the last couple of seasons I find uh, um, the standing blocks so basically what you're well typically when you're shooting with your right eye, um, your left hand is holding up your rifle when you're uh, standing shooting and that used to be just kind of a you know a couple of blocks depending on how high you wanted it. And then people made some curves in it, so the fingers fingers fit better. And now it's almost like this hand molded piece of wood, or even yeah. maybe it's not even wood anymore. It just seems the perfect fit, and it it seems like the rifle is more on the palm of their hand rather than on their fingers. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, I I I I don't know, I find it
1: cool to see, but uh, yeah, I get the the three D printers out there to get the perfectly shaped.
2: Yeah, you know, this even holder.
0: even at my level. Uh, with my group on Monday nights, there's some discussions about that because there's one guy who's pretty good at uh, fixing rifles up and cleaning them thoroughly and that kind of thing. And I think he likes 3D printed materials, but he, he feels mm. the quality. And a, a camera is a bit different, right? Because you want to be able to shoot in minus 15, minus 20. <laughs> yeah. And he feels that the, yeah. the printed material is just not quite there yet. But uh, yeah. who knows? I mean, I'm sure that uh, yeah, progresses. I
1: and who knows what, what materials they have access to that maybe he doesn't... I, I had no idea. This is far outside of my realm, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, but have you ever seen the the newest uh, Anschutz rifle that you can buy as mm-hmm. a normal... The, 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 I think that's 3D printed that, that you can kind of look through almost. It's pretty amazing. It's but, wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a whole new nice world came out with one that's under a thousand dollars so people can <laughs> yes. well the the bar of trying biathlon would be a lot lower because oh yeah you're still yeah. well here canadian dollars i don't know exactly what that would translate to but uh if you buy a new one you're close to five thousand dollars yeah and it's, if you um, buy a used one it's still 35 four thousand dollars so you know it's uh, quite the
1: commitment to start was- a sport Yeah, we talk about, uh, you know, like golf being an expensive sport to get into, but my goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a different level. I mean,
0: they do typically uh, retain their value quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, if you do it for a couple of years and you're like, this is not for me, then I think you can can get a good chunk of the money back. But, which I never thought of when I, so I, this guy that I was just talking about, he painted my rifle. Mm -hmm. So I have a dark red with the Canadian flag at the shoulder part and then towards the front of the rifle turns orange with the Dutch line mm. a- and he did an amazing job it looks super cool but I later realized that that maybe doesn't help with the uh, resale value if I would ever not that I plan on re- or, or selling it again but I'm like well I'm not sure if, if that would be a pro or a, <laughs> or a negative thing on the price of the rifle but Anyway, sorry
1: for uh, digressing, but... Uh, no, I thought that was, that was neat. That was something we don't normally talk about, so...
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then uh, I think what you were uh, referring to is that we saw the fake Stina Nielsen expectation come to mm. fruition yeah. uh, with uh, Anna Maria Lampich, who, yeah. like, you think Elvira is fast, and she is. She, she's crazy fast, but to be... Outskied by by somebody by death margin was was uh, almost shocking. Like I looked at a little bit um, at the numbers, so so they expressed the um, well one of the ways of expressing the mm-hmm. ski speed is percentage faster than the average of the field,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Elvira was six point five percent faster. Uh, Justine Reja boucher was the fastest over the whole season last year with 5.25% faster than the average. And Lampage had over 10% faster than average in the sprint race. Unreal. So, I, I, just, I know it's a I short distance, being but, yeah, 20, but it's a short distance too. So, did, I know. you have to like, yeah, constantly be pushing so hard.
1: 27 seconds in a sprint race. Yeah. It's Nothing. And then she was 42 seconds faster than Davido, who was the third fastest woman on the course. That's nuts. I wrote some other ones down here just because they were so hard to get over. I mean, 45 uh, seconds better than Hannah Weberg, um, 49 seconds better than Denise Hermanwick, 50 seconds faster than Julia Simone, a minute and eight faster than Tandravold. Veer was a minute and ten seconds back on the course. Hauser a minute and seventeen seconds. Uh, Vogt a minute and eighteen. And then you mentioned Stina Nielsen was a minute and twenty-two seconds back from Lampich. That's yeah. And we're not talking about like penalty loops or shooting any. That's just straight on the course. And, and so well, but we uh, are because uh, Lampich oh, oh. even
0: had three penalty
1: loops. So oh, I know she skipped
0: more meters too. She did.
1: Yeah, and and, and but I'm looking at this like. I mean, for at least for and everyone knows. I'm a Hauser fan. Like, but but Hauser, Veer, Valk... I mean, these guys are over a minute and ten seconds back. I mean, they're, they at a baseline need Lompich to have at least two more misses than they do. Yeah, And a sprint race, which I mean, is not is unlikely just, to be fair. It's no, it's just not, um, and that's the other the other side of her story. But if she ever learns yeah. how to shoot, I mean, like that is like you're needing two misses to be able to compete is asking for at least if for for somebody who is conceivably her goal is to compete for the wins. I mean, that's you're asking for a lot. Totally. Which I guess is yeah. more, sort of what on the men's side we can talk about this later too, but sort of what the men are, are experiencing with JT Bo this year but um, that's just, uh, I, I just I can't get my head around that. That Elvira lost about a penalty loop of time on the course that is right that just doesn't happen
2: no
0: no it's incredible it's uh i mean yeah like like i said it, it's kind of what we expected when stina nielsen joined uh, biathlon world yeah. Yeah. and um i don't know if it's just that she really really focused a lot of time on shooting and that maybe because of that um her her ski speed went down who knows i i don't know i i didn't follow them i heard of Steena Nielsen in the cross country and saw some races with her and same with Lampage but uh I think Steena Nielsen was a bit more of a longer distance mm-hmm. skier where Lampage I believe was m- m- really a sprinter yeah well, basically all sprints but man it's uh th- just a difference that was that was quite quite surprising yeah.
1: well and and we'll we'll get into this maybe a little bit more when we get to her the- the actual race but when she went 5 for 5 prone I about fell out of my chair. I was like, "Oh my god. <laughs> like what are you what are we watching?"
0: Yeah. Well, and she went she went 5 for 5 in the relay as well, hey? I know. Yeah. So, the prone, I mean, it could be, you know, we're talking about two races here, so yeah. it could be just beginner's luck, whatever you want to call it, but um you know, if she That's- has already that good of yeah. Success on the prone and and can get a little bit more control of standing. I'm I'm not you know I'm sure this will fluctuate crazy amounts over the season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it's uh. It's too bad she didn't do the the pursuit. It sounded like it is. they agreed as a team
1: that maybe yeah, that was a bit too was, much. And that's that's fine. That's reasonable. She's yeah. just getting started, and she's not old by any means so no she'll be around for, sure. for a while um, I just i I felt watching that race that it would just it was like almost like an alien had joined the race it was so bizarre I just
0: yeah and I didn't see much of her scheme like I don't think she was in the picture a lot un- until I guess at the end but uh,
1: no yeah that's another issue but I talked about this I, I tweeted about it I just there are so many races where it seems like they they pick out their yeah ten athletes before the race and and you Stick just do them and yeah so anyway that's we don't need to talk about that again
0: yeah um, I have something that we can talk when we get more into the details on the women's sprint but um, did you have any I uh, had two more things that kind of came up no, to my uh, to me thinking please in do about I, have, the weekend. I have
1: some random things written down as we get into each race that are um slightly different too
0: yeah i'm just really excited to see julia Simon still being really well because i found in the past she she had ups and downs that seemed to never really last more than a, a race weekend um where now she's had two strong race weekends in a row um and i yeah i'm i'm really curious now for the for the third one if she uh, still can show that form if she's found a way to uh, to be more consistent i i did and it's all very early in the season and and not a lot of data but uh it seemed like her skiing is still similar but she uh she takes a bit mm-hmm. more time shooting than last mm-hmm. year um so maybe it just was a matter of finding the balance in that and taking a bit more time but then saving time by not being in the penalty loop so often so <laughs>
1: So if you go back and look, I, I had this written down, too. Um, and that was, again, one of my thoughts was that Simone, she looks really consistent. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I want to give you credit because you had mentioned her in our preseason podcast as somebody who could uh, potentially challenge, you know, if she could get her shooting straightened out, could challenge for the overall. And there she is in the yellow jersey. So, uh, you know, she's certainly doing that. But Yeah, um, that there was
0: prediction a- only counts at the end of the season, though.
1: But, but yeah but no, no, no I'm just giving the credit she's off credit. to a good start. <laughs> oh she is and she she's doing the things that she needs to do right to to win it right because uh, <clears throat> she has the speed I mean she definitely yeah. has the speed yeah. but um I was noting this last year actually starting in uh, the fourth set of races on the season I think she only she she raced just once and in, uh, in Hawk Fielsen, uh last year she had a fifty percent shooting in mm-hmm. the sprint, missed the pursuit and then she came out in, uh, in Anise, and honestly, uh, and she actually had a really good weekend in terms of shooting. She, uh, 80% in the sprint was fine. She shot 95% came all the way up and got second in the pursuit. Uh, and then second in the mass start as well. And she had a string there of races until the Olympics where she actually, you know, it was only four weekends long, but was consistently shooting 85 percent or better so Mm. she's done it at least for a short stretch last year and maybe she's going to even do it longer this year i don't know i'm just being hopeful
0: yeah yeah i don't know i i like her like she seems confident and calm um so far and that's uh I, I, yeah. I yeah I like her her attitude or I don't know, how do you say that uh, just her her post yeah. Um, just, yeah the way she it just the seems she's like she's herself. in control she she's yeah. got this and and that's something that I've I haven't always seen with her before so
1: she doesn't look stressed out over right. the individual performances at all and yeah. and she's certainly I mean she's never really lacked for confidence but you could see it and um I don't remember if it was it the pursuit or the was it the relay? I think it was. Um, yeah, it was a relay because it was her and Elvira head to head at the end, um, and uh, she shot clean and exceptionally fast. Yeah, it was like, all right, yeah, I'm just going to do this. Two
0: seconds, I think. It yeah, was.
1: yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to do this, and bam, 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 and then she ran off and won the damn thing. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She, she certainly is is feeling good and looking good right now. Yeah, I love so, it. I and, couldn't and, be more 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 excited about it.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. No, and it's, you know, I know that Roisland's not there, Ekhoff is not there, but at the same time, um, she is, and she's taking full advantage of it and, and good for her. And I hope she, sure. I really hope she can yeah. last. And then well, it's and something Ekhoff that's... and Roisland,
1: good, who knows where we're going to see them who, and in yeah. and, and what form they're going to be in. And those guys are going to retire someday anyway, so. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and, and that makes me jump to something else that I didn't necessarily write down but uh i am so impressed and excited about how Tandravold is filling the void in the norwegian team the void more in the sense of i mean she was always there but um the void as in having the superstar yeah yeah and she may not be quite at that level yet but um her shooting is is crazy good so far Um, yeah her her drive and her aggressive skiing is still there but um yeah, I I'm really impressed with that cuz the Norwegian women's team could have easily made a significant drop without uh mm-hmm. and Roysland and yep. you know yeah they're not as strong but they're still you know they're doing really well. So
1: Oh my gosh. I'm very happy that, to see that. has been that is exactly the thing I have wrote down, written down right right beneath uh, Simone on my on my list so we're sharing a wavelength here but yeah. Uh she is carrying the flag proudly. I think that Norwegian fans have to love it. Um, yeah, and I wonder I mean, how
0: how it how it makes a difference that she's now the an undisputed team member because
2: mm-hmm, yeah. she
0: was always, you know, the third, fourth in the team, but then there were some young younger athletes that were coming up, were so maybe never felt really comfortable, and now she's clearly the the, the, the number one of the team at mm-hmm. least for now, and um,
1: she's still pretty young, but she's the number she has one a lot she's, of
0: experience at the same time so
1: she's also a uh appears to be a pretty vocal leader in those okay as those uh those women sort of rallied you know i just can only imagine they look like that, they're having a good time uh, sounds that?
0: like yeah they seem to have a lot of fun together i think that yeah yeah um they just all seem to click well and and it was funny because uh I think it took it, it took the announcers until Aerdal's second shooting that they realized it wasn't Tandrevoll.
1: Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. But
0: they're just very similar in style and 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 I think Airdal shoots left as well, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. But that was yeah. uh cool. Yeah. No, very proud of her. Currently second in the overall standings and uh mm-hmm. and look everything that the Norwegian fans could have hoped for and more. I think it absolutely. This point. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of season to go, and if if Simone or she hits a rough patch, and I you know she's going to be right there. Could be could yeah. be could be sort of a surprise uh, in in the mix here.
0: And I must say, I'm I'm enjoying the seeing the new faces at the top.
1: Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I last year we talked a lot about the retirements, and uh, I you know I will be honest. I wanted everybody to keep racing. I didn't want mm-hmm. anybody to retire, but. There now that we're seeing kind of life after Eckhoff and life after Royston, it's kind of like eh, I I kind of like the the new blood. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's more interesting. It
0: is, it is, and uh, and that makes me think of. Uh, so last year I had that same feeling with Voigt, and already with the German team uh, that we're seeing now with. Um, uh, there's two young. German athletes that are doing... vital And Schneider, She's a super yeah. fast sh- shooter, too. And then Schneider. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then Vogt. I must admit, I, so far I had the impression that Vogt hadn't really made a lot of progress this year compared to last season. Yeah. Um, but I did look at a little bit at her numbers, and she's actually improved on almost everything. Like her, her skiing has improved, shooting time has improved. Uh, well, hit rate was... You can't really expect somebody to shoot much better than 90%. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, shooting time, um, She she's she's doing well. And uh, I think she's also one of those athletes that I think will maybe never really peak and have mm-hmm. some bad race. I think she's a very consistent, a very mature
1: racer already. Um, yes. So That's a good way I think in the it.
0: long run that that could work out very well for her.
1: Yeah. She maybe isn't hitting the same peak that she did at the very end of last season, but mm. she's, she's starting off at a much higher level. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. yeah. So she's, the, the, she's the solid. Skiing is now around average. So yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yep. it's she's good, just very it. solid, which is perfect. I and mean, she's still young. I mean, like she still has a few more years to get up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people talked about her as making a leap, uh, and it doesn't look like she's made a leap so to say but she's definitely made improvements.
0: Yeah. But it's it's cool to see the the young guard in uh, in mm-hmm. the team and then you know approach starting to come back and mm-hmm. um, I think uh, Vanessa Hintz might have a hard time getting back into the team
1: consistently. It's uh it's going to be a tough competition. Yeah. It's hard to argue I we, look, big fans of Vanessa Hinz here, right? Um we had a great time chatting with her. Uh, it is Absolutely. it is hard to argue why the German team should open up a spot when you have Denise Herman Denise Herman Wick, excuse me, competing as well as she is. You've got uh uh Proetze is is certainly not at her peak game, but is not showing reasons why she should be demoted. Uh Vogt is, is performing well, Sophia Schneider has performed very well to start. So I mean those those women are already sort of feeling like they're they're locked in. You mentioned Anna Bidel uh is mm. is racing well, so yeah, it's just uh, there's a lot of competition, and unfortunately, there's limited spots, like we've talked about before.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's kind of a luxury for the for the German team, right? To, uh, it is, yeah. Have yeah, the depth, depth as well. We talked yeah, a lot and, about the depth of the Norwegians, but uh, and it's funny because well, uh, the listening to the uh, podcast sometimes of uh, Arne Pfeiffer and uh, um, Eric Lesser, so they you know they've they've expressed and even the other. Uh, German podcast. They have expressed some concerns about the the up and coming uh, biathletes in Germany, and that there is a bit of a gap. And you know, with these top athletes retiring, but so far they've been doing, you know, fairly well.
1: Yeah, I think I think the men had a little bit of a step back this weekend, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you look down to the uh, the junior strikes, especially for the women, there are some some good athletes that are on their way mm-hmm. up. I think so. I think that. Yeah. The women, the women are by and large younger than the men, um, and I think that if you just looked at the men, yeah, I, I can sort of understand why they're feeling that way. But um, I mean, there there are a couple of good young men coming up too. But yeah, um, I, I wouldn't yeah, be too they're, worried. There's a lot of competitors.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Um,
0: yeah. So one thing on the men's side, I we we talked about seeing a lot of new faces, and that's. Uh, I like that on the men's side. Of course, we have the, the typical uh, yeah. stars yeah. that we see in uh, Johannes Stingis and uh, Stuart Lahome and Jacques Galang. QFM <laughs> is starting to get better, but there's still a lot of um, other athletes that we see more and more. And, uh, you know, wake or Heartwag coming up and uh, Strolia was uh, doing well yes. in the sprint. Yep. So yep. Um, it's, it's good. It's good for the sport when, when it's not just, you know, two or three athletes that win everything.
1: I, I agree. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I, it's hard to say that on the men's side because <laughs> Bo has sort of made it his mission in life to win every race mm-hmm. by increasing increasing margins. I know. Um, yeah. And uh, LaGrade, you know, in any other year would be sweeping up wins as well. It's just that he happens to be racing against. <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the greats. You must already you
0: know. be thinking, "Oh, not again." I know. It's like, hey, I was like, "You catch." I mean, it would me. be exciting if it would go down to the last race of the season again, but
1: uh, oh, I don't think it will. I think it'll be over by Oberhof because <laughs> yeah, who knows? But was <laughs> gonna, he's, he's gonna win every race. Nah, um, he's I, I I don't know. I, no, I don't see some, him keep it point. up. Yeah. No, I mean it's. <laughs> but there, I, mean, that I also be said he wouldn't have a good season in the first place, so <laughs> I was already wrong on that. So. Um. Uh, but no, but I, what I wanted to say was Jacqueline was one of my big question marks coming into the year. Um, he was very open with how he he struggled mentally last mm-hmm. year, and um, you know if you want to talk about a frustration, like having seeing that you're performing very well and that you're still finishing over a half minute back on a regular basis of of JT Bo yeah. is would be a definite frustration. But he stills going out there and and picking up the the top fives, I think Kway had two more third place finishes this week.
2: Yeah. It's
1: it's the early stages, but it's been a very good start to the year. Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't consider him necessarily a new name, but I think that he's doing something I maybe didn't expect from him. Um, Hmm. I knew he had the talent, but he's just doing it very regularly and he's doing it in a different sort of way. I I just want to.
0: And it's funny because he, he seems to be, Less into highlight, yeah, or the spotlight. Even yes. though he's yes. the best Frenchman right now,
1: yes. But everyone, everyone is going to go back to to QFM because yeah. he's the you know the reigning Crystal Globe champion and has not quite had the start of this year that he maybe was looking for. He always starts a little bit slow, but I think this was probably yeah. slow even by by his standards.
0: Yeah, and the ski speed was was just not quite there, and it was funny. It was a uh, another uh, guy on uh, Twitter who was asking about uh, when I showed the difference in isolated times, and that oh. uh, Fabien Cloud was it. Fabien is the French guy, right? Or the, yes, the French yeah, brother? Yeah, that he was basically better in everything um, mm-hmm. compared to uh, QFM, and uh, we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, it's he seems not quite there yet. Um and just you see these moments where where you're like oh yeah that's the QFM from last year and then you know a shooting later it's
1: like yeah maybe not quite there. Yep. Um I you mentioned Hartwick earlier. I mean I'm sort of a personal fan of his because I I just I like that he's proving me right, but it was really nice to see yeah. him uh Anyway, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but in the pursuit, like, he had a he had a really great great race. But um, there were a couple other guys. Do
0: you, you want to jump ahead
1: to the pursuit? I'm, I I, fire that. No, no, I I'll yeah, be honest. I'll, I found the, that I found the sprint, the men's sprint, to be particularly just sort of Meh. Once I saw J Two Bo <laughs> yeah. and Lagride, I was like, all right, whatever. I just sort of didn't, didn't really care all that much. <laughs> um, but uh, um, in the the pursuit, but Hartweg, um, had a great had a great race, and then Taribo and. Jakovac and Toma- uh, Tommaso Giacomel, um, and then the uh, the Finnish gentleman whose name I probably cannot pronounce. Ha- Harjula? I don't know if you want to take a stab at it. I don't know. Harjula
0: would be my guess, but
1: yeah, way better than me. Um, just some some great comebacks from further back.
0: Yeah, and I. I, I've had discussions on Twitter about this. Like I, I like to use isolated times on on uh, pursuits, and um, of course, the downside is with Tari, or uh, Johannes Thingnes bow in, in the lead, he's not going to go all out in the the last lap. So you can't, you know that that he could have gone faster. But yeah, I still, yeah, when you see Harula and then Hartwig and Tari and Fuck and Giacomel yeah. in the top five, isolated times, it's still. It's just good to see that, uh, these people had some really good performances and especially Tyler Bow. I, yeah, I tweeted that too, start. like the announcers were pretty much writing him off already. And it's, yeah, you know, he was third performance of the day with maybe an asterisk because yes, not everybody was going all out, but, uh, yeah, sure, nah, like he I still thought still was great pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's at a different stage of his career now. Like he's not racing for every single race. Right. But-
0: right and what did he have a, a child over the summer
1: he did yeah so i think his i think his child is what got to be what four or five months old at this point so mm-hmm. who knows what his life looks like yeah <laughs> yeah could be a lot of no and, and
0: and and as we're
1: talking about the pursuit yeah
0: so so Jakob Fock was uh yes i just th- think that's fantastic it, it, to me it feels like he was already participating when when i was still living in holland and 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 watching and stuff and and maybe he was but uh yeah, he just seems to be one of those guys that has always been around. Same with uh, Simonator, uh-huh. and uh, uh-huh. uh, they're still, still, always in the in the mix. And uh,
1: well, maybe we have a future member of that group. and it's—I was just saying—maybe we have a future member of that group with uh, with Hartfag. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, not uh, not relying on the speed, just uh, shoot clean, shoot steady, and keep moving on up, especially in these pursuits and mass starts. mm Hmm. But it, yeah, it, it also to me
0: it's why I love biathlon because you mm-hmm. just anybody can have have the good day and and win. Yes, and you know the yeah. chance of Fuck winning a race this season is they're not large, but it could happen. Yeah, especially windy days. Maybe there's very experienced racers come to the top. Right. Well,
1: just two years ago, wasn't he like top ten in the overall? Yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he, he's. He could, he could be right up there. Mm-hmm. Especially, you think about it, if there's a windy mass start day, would it shock you to see him be no. up near the front?
2: No. No. Yeah, he could be there. bit of a
0: surprise, maybe, but shock, no.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be a happy surprise, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be stunned. I wouldn't fall out of my chair. No. Hey, if, did you... If, um, Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, if, if Hargula was leading a mass start, with, uh, you know, three shootings down, I probably would fall out of my chair. But <laughs> Yeah. Fuck no.
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, did you see anything happen to QFM in the pursuit? Because I looked at his shooting time. Well, I looked at his times, and he was 35 seconds slower in skiing. But, uh, you know, his skiing doesn't seem to be quite there compared to last year. But then he had 30 seconds longer shooting time. But his first shooting was super fast, like under twenty-one seconds. But then I saw that shooting two was fifty seconds. Have you seen no anything? No. I don't know if he had like a, a mechanical a jammer, issue and jammed.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. No idea.
0: And for this race, I wanted to uh, shout out to Paul Schomer, who we we weren't even sure if he was racing because I think. He wasn't showing up in a in a list or something, but uh, shot clean today, and mm-hmm. only uh, Harula and uh, Felix Leitner Yeah, were the other two that shot clean. So,
1: yeah. So I found out what happened with Paul Schomer. He had a knee injury, and so he stayed back the first weekend to get some. He really wanted to avoid surgery, so he. Uh, oh, okay. Was getting some extra treatment. Yep. Right, right. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but the Americans barely squeaked into the <laughs> into the pursuit. The mm-hmm. uh uh the last three who made the pursuit were um Schomer and then uh Sean Doherty and Maxime Germain. And Doherty and Germain uh they tied each other and they were zero point seven seconds ahead of Oscar Brandt from Sweden. Uh mm-hmm. and if that was their margin for making it into the into well, the pursuit. So Well and yeah, we three of- Americans, yeah. but by the skin of their teeth. <laughs>
0: it worked. Right. Um do you want to go back to the uh, to the sprint for the men? Um,
1: I had nothing else. I I, okay. I don't know. If I I you know there were a couple other guys who had who had good days. Um, I can't pronounce his name. Stroverteky. St- St-
0: yeah, I from the yeah, Czech I Republic. Know. The,
1: yeah, he, he had a really nice race. Um, yeah, that was a big one that stood out to me. But um, yeah, and
0: then uh, so Rostor Gulyev yeah, uh yeah.
1: He was, so he
0: was uh, banned for doping two years ago, I think, or a year and a half ago. I had to kind of look it up because it yeah. rang a bell, and then, I don't know. I I don't know his case, so I don't want to, you know, I, I, I don't want to really have an opinion. But typically, I feel once you're banned, I just don't really trust you anymore. But then there are cases, I have to admit, that when um, Theresa Johauk in the cross-country world was banned because she... Well, again, who do you believe? But in the end, she used a lip balm that contained a a banned substance, which I believe she said that she didn't know, and she she believed that her doctor would make sure that that um, would be checked before she took it, and in the end it was her own responsibility, so she got banned and missed in an Olympic Games, I believe. But um so there are cases where I tend to lean towards believing that it was actually an accident. But it doesn't happen very often. That
1: I'm that I'm that oh, I'm personally I, I, convinced I that, that it was an accident. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And um I remember at the time um that uh, I remember hearing more about it, and uh, Chad Salmala this year, um, I think even this weekend said that if there's ever a case for a lifetime ban, that he's it. Mm. Um, so, I you know he was back from doping, and he was instantly back up in the top ten, which you know doesn't raise any questions at all. So, um, yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. I, I I don't I don't I agree with you. There are certain times where you, you sort of want to give the athlete the ben- benefit of the doubt, but. This is uh, well, this isn't one of them. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, well, he's going to be around. I I just don't really want to spend too much time on him because I don't. No, I, I find it distasteful. I, I any kind of cheating like that. Um, I think we talked about. Was it Loganoff Is another one that I struggle with. Yeah. yeah, and you sort of can't ignore him because he just was Every always there. One. Yeah. one. Yep. Yep. So,
0: on a positive note, um, I. Every every week, I usually bring it up that the uh, Canadians, they may not always hit the targets, but men, they're <laughs> fast shooters. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in a men's sprint, um, I was going to say Scott Gow, but no, Christine Gow was uh, the fastest shooter. Ronald's the third shooter. And then uh, in the pursuit, they were the third and fifth fastest shooters. So um, I think, And we talked about this, that number of years ago i think a uh, shooting coach was hired specifically to to work on that um yeah it's good that the speed wise it's paying off and in some cases you know the the hits are there too so absolutely
1: Um, um there's there's someone we'll talk about in terms of that uh as soon as we get to the women
0: okay well let's go there right now all right
1: um you were you mentioning the Canadians and their good shooting. Well, Nadia Moser, she had a career best this weekend. So yeah, um, I felt uh, so I bad for her
0: on the the second uh, shooting. She I did know. so well the first, right? So
1: she did, but, um, but yeah, she was what thirty second or so? Is that right in the in the sprint and then twenty third in the pursuit? I think I have that mm-hmm. right.
0: Um. Uh, tw- I'm not sure how she did in the pursuit, but. Uh, yeah, she was the best Canadian because uh, Lunder, after her first first week going so well, didn't have a, a great week, going from ninety five percent to sixty percent and not even qualifying for the pursuit. So. Sure. Yeah, that was disappointing. But uh, I, I I got a little nervous when uh, Vitazzi missed her first two shots. So and not even rushed. Um, she she was one of the slower ones to uh, to fire the first shot, but I I hope it's not nerves creeping in again. Um, she she's in the relay. Well, she did well last year already in the relay, but uh, she did she did she had a good weekend, and and uh, so far the season's been going well. So I think and hope she will uh, she'll be fine. Um, the other thing that stood out to me that was that. Uh, Davidova was faster than Hannah Oberg, and yes. faster than Julia Simon. How about that? In the sprint. She
1: you talk about a good start uh, of the season.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh not not bad at all.
1: No. Uh I, I would even uh say that she's a bit a bit under the radar. I think that, you know, of course mm-hmm. Elvira and Hannah have gotten a lot of a lot of attention and Simone is wearing the yellow jersey and Fatazzi had a lot of attention and but is having a really good start to the year. Yeah. We've, she's there above are the a Oberg lot, sisters. Oh, was, I'm sorry?
0: She's above the Oberg sisters in the, the standing.
1: She is. So I know. She's so. right. She's in the fifth, right? So yeah. um, there are a lot of women, I think, that are still in contention for the overall. Uh, mm-hmm. I, she's firmly in the race.
0: Yeah, and, you know, when we talked uh, to uh, Gellant, her coach, and... Uh, you know about how she had maybe some doubts if she wanted to go retire from biathlon and go uh, back to study. Um, I really hope that this will uh, make her feel that she made the right decision.
1: Absolutely. She, uh, it's you know, paying off.
0: Yeah. Um, um, so I, have- I found Herman was really under the radar for me, talking about under the radar.
1: I, I barely saw her during the yeah. race, and maybe I just wasn't. I think I was in such a daze of a like, about Lampach at that point. Maybe I just had missed <laughs> yeah. it, but um, I don't remember seeing her at all. Yeah. All of a sudden, there she was winning, and I was like, oh, okay, that happened. <laughs> the- she's, she, I, I liked how super excited she was, though,
0: with the interviews, yeah. and I saw a little bit of yeah. the, the, the German TV interviews, and um,
1: that's super cool to see. She's, like, 34 years old, isn't she?
0: Um,
1: she's, she's always older than I think she is, and she's having did a really great calendar yeah, year yeah 2022 has been great for her yeah i you know what yeah she had this i don't know i don't know the rest of her life but like she's had several wins she has the olympic gold medal she gets married that's a that's Holy. a banner year
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hard to
1: beat that uh, yeah.
0: I, i'm sure she uh if she can raise three more spots she would be even more happy but uh, <laughs> i know <Yeah. laughs> well let's
1: see what happens next weekend yeah um, I actually wanted to bring up a couple things too. Uh, this was uh, Francisco Poise's return. She got uh, 25th in the sprint. You know, looked a little rusty, but you know she was back. So mm-hmm. I think we we're all happy to see her racing again. Yeah. Um, uh friend of the pod, Biba Bendika. She, I, I just have this visual image. And if anybody is able to go rewatch the race, they actually did show her last, uh, her the last segment of the race for her, and she was absolutely killing it. If we get a chance to talk to her this week. Uh, didn't didn't happen unfortunately last weekend we had a little bit of a scheduling conflict but she was an absolute furious sprint to the to the finish so more so than anybody else I saw uh, that was that was pretty wild um, and then the two remaining Gasparin sisters the Alyssa or Elise Alyssa uh, and Aita Gasparin, mm-hmm. actually have have had a pretty good start to the year um, yeah nothing that will like blow your doors off but. Um, in this race, Aita was 14th, Alyssa was 17th, um, uh, career bests are ninth and eighth, respectively. But each of them already have four top thirties this year. Um, Aita Gasparin has only done that one other time; that was the 1920 season, and uh, Alyssa Gasparin uh, has only beaten that two other times. So already, yeah. you know, two weekends into the year, you know, doing a, a pretty pretty bang up job. So, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. congratulations to them, and I assume we're going to see them you know, set either a uh, career high or get close to it for their, their top 25s, top thirties. Well, Which, the, again, they're not, they're not competing for the crystal globe, but
2: yeah.
0: No, well, and then somebody in that list as well. Um, I'm, I'm really happy to see um, Mari Ader do mm-hmm. quite well for Finland so far. And, and she's super fast on the skis. I didn't realize that. Um <laughs> But uh yeah, there there it felt like after Kaiser Makarainen retired that there was a huge gap and, and there was, but um it's nice to to see uh Ader really step into that into that role and maybe not quite at that same level, but um I I I'm happy to see that.
1: Absolutely. Uh speaking of the Fens, um there was a, a post I never I I had it all planned out. I was going to write like breakout candidates. We talked about it on the on the podcast. I don't remember if I mentioned Suvia Minkinen. Um, she's uh, I think a twenty seven year old uh, Finnish woman who's having a pretty good pretty good start to the year as well. But I, I really liked her because she was a really good shooter last year. But she was a uh, a little bit like uh, molasses in in Finland <laughs> uh, in the winter, you might say. But. Um, well, it freezes
0: yeah. up there, right? So yeah, 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 a little slow.
1: <laughs> so, um, so yeah, no, but she's she's improved just enough. I mean, nobody's going to confuse her with uh, with Longfish by any means, but she is she's definitely improved just enough that she had another uh, another top twenty. It's her second career top twenty. Um, nice. So yeah, congratulations to her. Uh, good to see. Yeah. Uh, in the pursuit, there were some. Uh, not wonderful things that happened. I mean, we already talked about uh Julia Simone having having a great race and Tondervold stepping up and and Bike you know, just, she stepped up in a good way. She went from uh 13th to 2nd. So, that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh our good friend Lottie Lee uh had a good race going and until she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh and I tried to see if there was if her
0: time was different and stuff or maybe I even looked at the ski times. The, the the lap times before if she maybe pushed really hard, but I couldn't really see that was abnormal. But, uh, yeah. Four misses is... Uh, you don't want to wish that upon anybody, but somebody who's been shooting so mm-hmm. amazingly well. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, misses. hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to her soon. Then.
1: Four, four misses is enough for a whole weekend for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's have happened one shooting. Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, who knows?
1: Um, I also thought that, uh, and and this is not not on a a big list here, but uh, speaking of people who um aren't going to be standouts, you're not going to see them at the top of any list. But uh, uh Polona uh, Klementic, uh she's a a Slovenian who's not going to get any publicity now that Lompič is up there, but mm. um she's had uh. Pretty good couple of weeks. She set uh her new career best uh last week and then she did it again this week. Um she was uh seventeenth overall. Uh her previous she's she was nineteenth last week, so another another career best and she had the uh eleventh uh best time, if you just nice. look at the uh, the isolated time. So nice. Yeah. Well, like I said, she's she's not gonna get any publicity now that Lompich is there, but uh well maybe she will. Maybe they'll focus on the Slovenian team team and, and she'll get a little shine, but she's having a good season too.
0: Yeah. And and you know, Lampage can also maybe maybe should go through the same thing that they're really gonna focus on shooting and her ski might go down and before you know it we uh Stina Nielsen talk was, you know, especially with the Olympic year, every everybody was talking about it and now I haven't really heard much about it uh about her so far, so who knows. Uh but yeah, hopefully Lampage can keep the ski speed up and improve understanding.
1: Hey, well, did you hear me blow my nose right then? Yep, that was really loud.
0: <laughs> yeah, the nice time. Hey, the end of the end of the year with colds and. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, guess what? The rest of the nobody else is going to hear it because I'm going to delete it from the podcast. But you and I got to hear it.
0: <laughs> uh, was there anything specific that stood out on the the relays for you?
1: Um. Christensen tried to make the men's relay interesting. He just couldn't yeah. do it. Did you actually see it live, or no. I, I didn't? So
0: um, I just have to read it from the from the from the data. But uh, yeah, it seemed uh, quite the domination, or um, yeah, dominating
1: performance. Well, good In for QFM the good for the Italian men, I thought. Yeah, yeah, but uh, um, solid start. Or I shouldn't say solid start, but uh, yeah, they were they were first, right, for the first couple of likes? Yeah, yeah so and, solid and start. I actually don't remember if last week
0: if Tari Bo was part of the relay team. I wouldn't.
1: I wouldn't be able to tell you.
0: I'll I'll, I'll look that up, but uh, I'm even
1: though he had a good pursuit.
0: If you think of how you know Dala is having a decent start, a lot better than last year. Yeah. Uh, is doing well. Anderson's yes. doing well. Tarja Bo, uh, yes. sorry, uh, Johannes is Bo. Um, yes. You know, I don't want to suggest that he's going to be out of the team anytime soon, but he definitely must feel the
1: heat a little bit. I think you could make a very good case for him not being there. But uh, yeah. And
0: then if Bakken recovers.
1: Yeah, so last week yeah. in Contiolati, he was actually
0: the third skier still. And Dala, Dala must have uh, replaced him.
1: Do you know how sad this is? This team had such a massive lead that Christensen throwing in a penalty loop couldn't even really make it close. Yeah. And we're talking about how we can make the team better. Yeah. That could be grotesque. Yeah. <laughs> it is but to this that is why, point, I mean, right,
0: where, where you're just like, it's, it's almost not fun anymore.
1: Well, it's, you asked if I watched it live, or I honestly, I didn't even pay that much attention when I watched it on replay, because... I've seen this race happen so many times over the yeah. last year that it's like all right. And I, I mean, really go again. don't
0: get it wrong. Like, kudos, respect.
1: Yes, um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, yeah, it, it doesn't really make for a very exciting race. So. No, and it's amazing. I, I look, we. I'm going to keep coming back to this every week. But I asked you at the start of the year, are they going to win every relay race? <laughs> oh, right. And, yeah, yeah. Right. And 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 I agree with you. I mean, the the and I did say no, didn't no. They? Yeah, but. If they do it, I'm not going to be shocked. Yeah. They could run out. They could run out. They could take JT Bo off the course, hmm. right? And well, still did win,
0: la- didn't they win? Or what? No, I don't think they, I don't win, know if they won. They last still year, had a good performance without the bowrathers yeah. and and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. It's uh, and then yeah, QFM missing four times doesn't help their nope. uh, success. What do you think with? Uh, with the women, um, more exciting
1: for sure. With the
0: was it the top four exciting. that were really close, really until really the last close.
1: shooting. <coughs> I already mentioned it already, but my big takeaway was uh, Simone and Elvira head to head, and Simone coming literally away literally blowing it. her that away. Was, that was yeah. like a that was a very alpha move. Um, mm-hmm. You know, stared her down. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. Out well, I think it's almost. Uh,
0: and I'm I'm picking on your words there, but almost not staring down because she seemed to completely ignore her, just do her thing, get out of there. So, yeah, no, I think so. I think
1: that yeah, no, that was exactly it. It was you. It was almost like I'm so on your level, I don't need to stare you down. Yeah, like you need to yeah, stare yeah, me yeah, down.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, talking about some fresh uh, faces, uh, Pasler and yes, Kamola. Yes amazingly well on the Italian team. Yeah. And uh, Jeanne Monod on the French team. She did she did incredible. So um, yeah. Okay. Great to see. And uh, what, what do you think of the, the Tim, Team Italy strategy? Because on the um, one hand I feel like yeah they probably put beer second so that they don't fall behind too much or something but at the same time it's yeah. if you see how Paslin uh, Kamala did. Yeah, you might almost have a better chance with uh, Weir third. Now it could be personal preference from Weir as well, but
1: uh... could be. Um, I think she went later in the. Yeah, last year because remember we used to call it, it was the hang on for dear life strategy. They would put her yeah. and Atasi first and second, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe she does like being second. I don't know, um, but uh, yeah. I, look, Pastor's actually done very well is here. Kamala's had a, had a solid year as well. Uh, I, I, I think you could even put Vitazi back first. Like she was, cause she was mm-hmm. such a solid, I, I'm just thinking out loud, put the first and then maybe go past their Kamala Veer. I don't know. Yeah. I, but it's, yeah, it's like, I have no idea, but I
0: going last is a, a special spot. It seems.
1: Yeah. Well, Once I was thinking, everybody her everybody right, two-time Crystal Globe winner, fast shooter. Yeah.
0: No, it, was... it would make sense for, from from oh, our perspective, yeah. but yeah. I, I yeah. mean more like maybe Veer's like, yeah, no, that's not my. I don't want yeah, that pressure of the whole team on my shoulders. And... Yeah, that's fair. Because that do you remember when uh, Hanna used to be the the yes. go-to fourth uh, yep. racer on the Swedish team and and yep. I think that she had a couple of. Finishes where she almost threw it away or actually threw it away, and then they tried Elvira, and I think it's been like that ever since.
1: Yeah, Elvira's never going to give that back. <laughs> no, no,
2: and
1: yeah, she should. But... It was um, yeah. I'm sorry, you were going to say something.
0: No, no, just for the women's relay. Like it almost feels kind of similar to the the Norwegian men, but uh, it's nice to see that they're you know they can't get yeah. too comfortable. But, because uh, yes. no, Lynn that's Pearson why she's also having a great start of the season. Yes. Lynn, yep. Lynn Pearson, and I'm really, uh, happy for her. And, um,
1: yeah, it, it's nice. Yeah. Lynn Pearson in, in, uh, Anna Mangusson, Yeah. Uh, I think also is having a, having a really solid year. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Just, just like we talked about with Slovenia, um, the, uh, the, the sisters, the Hanna and Elvira are going to be the major gravitational pull for that team. But, Pearson and, and Magnuson are, are definitely mm-hmm. performing above, I think, where a lot of people might have expected them to.
2: Right.
0: And
1: it's the Year of the Sisters, Hey,
0: The, the Race of the Sisters. So you had <laughs> Hannah and Elvira, then you had the Gasparin sisters. Yes, And yeah. then I think, was it the Slovakia team that had both mm-hmm. Fjalkovas, and then the other two on her team are actually twins?
1: That's crazy. Yeah. So right.
0: it's... Uh, some good uh, family, biathlon families going there.
1: Yeah, true biathlon And I want to family. come back
0: to uh, Slovenia with Lampich just to illustrate how fast she still was. Um, yeah. So she shot clean and prone, and then standing she uh, she missed, uh, you know, she had two pounder loops and three misses. But so I looked at the fastest course time for the first lap was 1644, and it could be that they ski a little bit longer just because of the start layout. Uh, second lap was sixteen. 33 third lap 1539 uh and, and so that was lampage and then hannah was second yeah. in that lap with 1625 huh. and then in lap four herman was also 1539 but i'm pretty sure that the last lap is a bit shorter because of the finish layout and stuff but um, yeah she just she's a class of her own right now but uh, yeah we, we talked about it but i just wanted to to call that out cuz that's almost a minute yeah. faster and i i wrote it down here somewhere so i looked at the difference in speed just a kilometers per hour yes. on average yeah. during the race and it's uh, lampage was in the sprint she was 1.5 kilometer an hour faster than elvira that's crazy wow
1: that's a, that's that's it's very you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I think it doesn't sound like a lot. Like if you think about it, if you're in a car, do you really notice if you're going one kilometer faster or not? But yeah, think but about if, it, you, the, if they were to race for an hour and obviously they're not going to keep that speed up, but she'd be a kilometer ahead. Like that is. Yeah.
0: It's absurd. <laughs> and even, yeah, I, I I tweeted a chart too, where, you know, you see Elvira at the top of, of mm-hmm. a group and then there's a gap of nothing and then Lampage above. But, uh, yeah um we're we're past the hour so uh maybe we should just try to finish it up here um
1: yep i i'm i had a game i'm gonna i'm gonna skip all of it except for one my game was uh, we can do that quickly if you want no, no 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 this is it this is it okay the game is tell me where you are on the panic meter so where are you on the panic meter? And you can answer this however you want. On a scale of one to 10, you can tell me that you are like smashing the panic button or you are like just hovering your hand over the panic button. Uh, however are, you want to answer this. Totally are you related, related to Biathlon, you mean, or just in general? Oh, no, no, about this one particular thing. If you are QFM, how panicked are you right now in terms of your ability to defend the crystal globe?
0: Um, I don't think I would be close to panicking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might be swearing in French a little bit about the new point system.
1: <laughs> yeah, it makes it look really bad because he's already two hundred
0: and nineteen points behind. It's huge. And 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 uh, tar- or, uh, Johannes thing Bo about- thing uh, has three hundred and eighty nine points already. So yeah. almost fifty percent.
1: I posted this. Behind. What made me think of this, I posted this part of the way, I think after the sprint races. There were on the men's side, there was just LeGride was in within one hundred points of of mm. Bo. And that's even gotten crazier now because of another race has happened and like you know, in Bo won again. And on the on the women's side you had eleven women or ten women, excuse me, who were within uh one hundred points of first. And mm-hmm. obviously that is stretched out a lot, but even today, right now, the top Seven are separated by less than hundred points. Yeah, um, and then you've got Hauser and Pearson um, within three points of each other, and they are what hundred uh, and twenty-ish points back. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm you know, looking it's at a much sp- tighter race. Ponsoloma, who is in fifth in the global ranking right now, has pretty much exactly fifty percent of the points of Bo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's crazy.
0: So I uh, uh no like I said no panic but I would yeah. definitely think if Johannes Stingis doesn't have a period where he's gonna have some bad shooting or can't find his skiing legs then yep there's almost no catching up but uh but again it's a weird year in the sense maybe the strategy for uh Quinton is the opposite of what he did for the Olympics. That he maybe now focuses on the the World Championships. But the World Championships. I yep. don't know.
1: I just think, there is a you know, there, there is not- a um, uh, a thing. I you know I follow golf a little bit too. But if you watch a golfer after his first big breakthrough year, his next year is almost almost reliably bad. Mm-hmm. And they say it's because all of a sudden now you have. New responsibilities. You have more interviews you have to do. You have more people who want part of your time, and I wonder if uh, QFM is going through a little bit of that too. Maybe. And that on a week-to-week basis, he just has more things he has to do. I don't know. Yeah, more, and, more and it's not just juggling. limited
0: to golf and biathlon. It's, I see it in yeah. many sports. Yeah. Where you know you have a breakout season, and then uh, reality yeah. kind of hits you in the face, and then oh my God. <laughs> it's getting uh, used to life. Um, um I'm just, sorry. No, I just wanted to say um i I had the impression without really looking at the standings and stuff that Samuelson had a pretty disastrous start of the season, but he's actually still in fourth place, so uh, uh not not that bad and I get to the point where I want to compare to the previous scoring system and uh, and yep. see what things would have looked like then but uh i'm I'm happy to see that he's actually still doing quite well uh and the other thing." maybe not so nice to see, is that there's no North American in the top 30. Nope. For the men. Uh, On the women's side, we have uh, Emma Lunder, 14th. Yep. And I thought, I no, that's the only North American. So hopefully that can can improve as the season progresses.
1: It will, I have faith. Yes. Sean Doherty is currently 35th. So he's he's coming for it on the cusp. Yep, Adam Runnels, forty third. He's yeah. uh he's making a move. So Positive. We'll, we'll keep thinking. our fingers crossed. <laughs> um, so we had promised last week uh, an interview with Biba Bendika did not happen. Uh, we also reached out to, I guess i will share it. Lee. yep, and uh, she uh, turns out with the races. Uh, being earlier in the week, um, they raced on Thursday. It was just harder for them to uh, to do anything earlier in the week. So they race on Friday this week. So sounds like it's going to be a little bit easier. Hopefully, we'll be able to get those in in the next couple of days.
2: Yeah,
0: we'll do our best. That's that's all we can yeah, do. Yeah, we make no promises.
1: Yeah, we are. Look, like, we, we don't want to cause self- them any stress at all we don't want to be in a, you know, an additional burden we don't want to be one of those people the extra interviews that they have to do that drags down <laughs> their performance <laughs> yeah maybe uh, we can talk to uh, Lotta's dad
0: Yeah, his uh, <laughs> yeah. statistical analysis going. get him on there yeah yeah but so, uh,
1: all right. no, anything was, else you uh, wanted to hit
0: no no I think uh, I think we hit it perfect and the next ones are in uh, on Annecy Le Grand Bonin yes also gorgeous in, gorgeous uh, view week from now right yeah and unfortunately another couple of crazy crazy times like hours that they're racing on but
1: yes yep Salavi. Now, my uh, C'est la vie. my parents are going to be in town next weekend and because I am into biathlon of course and I understand this being a parent uh, my dad is wants to be into it as well so um, guest
0: podcast guest
1: Oh, maybe we could get him on for a, for a moment. But I was going to say that uh, he'll be he'll be wanting to get up early and watch the races just because, like a shared father son moment with me mm. when the house is when the house is dark. So uh, well, I probably then, will. Then be ben actually, needs to be part of that too. That'll make everyone very happy. <laughs> yeah. Next week we'll have we'll have all three of us on the pod. Three generations of
0: Godshalks watching it. A race at three in the morning. You need to take a picture of it.
1: Yeah, if I if I get it if I get it done, I'll I'll get a picture of it.
0: Okay, deal.
1: We'll post it for everybody.
0: (laughs) All right, right, man. man. Have a good one. Take care, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye, bye.